What's new? Oh gosh, I mean, well, since we last recorded, I've, I've had a birthday. I've um, seen, your, seen your lovely wife. Um, and mm. uh, so yeah, I'm another year older. Um, I've gone out of town, I've come back to town. Just lots of, lots of things. Lots of things are new. What is new? I, what is new with you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I don't have much to report. Tara's out of town, so it's just been me and Lady. Did a bunch of stuff around the house. Watched a lot of random movies this weekend. I I watched in this order, if I can remember correctly, Colossal, uh, Promising Young Women, Woman, yeah, woman. yeah. Who's Harry Crumb? The core. Inside Man, and I'm started Logan, and have been kind of watching it in like little increments while I eat lunch during the week. I have heard of three of those movies and seen one. I've seen Promising Young Woman. Colossal. Have you seen Colossal? No, that Promising Young Woman is the only one I've seen. <laughs> oh, that's the only one. Sorry, this is, sorry. You've only you've heard of three. Uh, have you heard of Colossal? I don't think so. It was an interesting double feature. Um, Colossal is a very, it's a movie I recommend. I think it's on HBO Max right now. And I don't want to talk too much about it because what was really cool about it is I had heard a, a little bit about it. Tara had no idea what we were going to see. And we went and saw it in theaters and we both really liked it. And then like watching it again now is really good on a second watch. Mm-hmm. Because there's stuff that happens in it that you go back and you watch, you know, mm-hmm. you understand things. But it's essentially, it's it's about, it's with Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. And it's about alcoholism, uh, abuse, and a giant monster fight in Korea. It's in so the last, it's, it's uplifting. <laughs> It is, it's very, it, it's it's a dark comedy, but it's very, I thought it, it paired well with uh, Promising Young Women and that it, woman, and I don't know why I keep, when the, the sequel is Promising Young Women, it's like Alien and Aliens. Um, uh, it paired well with that one. I kind of wish I'd watched them in reverse order. And mm-hmm. then like part of the reason I started a very dumb John Candy comedy, Who's Harry Crumb? was because I'm like, I need something before I go to sleep. Like, I really enjoyed Promising Young Woman, but I was like, this is real dark. Yeah. Like, I I would say Colossal is not that dark. It's a little funnier, but there it is. Like, it's a tiny, small ensemble drama, comp, black comedy, and then also there's an element of giant monsters fighting, which huh. is like hard to explain but i totally recommend it to people out there. even if you're not like if you're like oh, i don't like godzilla stuff it's the other stuff i think holds your interest and is very interesting in the same way i think it's an interesting look at abusive per- personalities um masked with this very strange little bit of it that i think keeps it from being um you know like too goofy or too serious like it kind of does a good way of mellowing up but uh, tara really really enjoyed it i feel um, like you should have perhaps saved all of this for the what to do if you don't want to give us five stars in a review oh yeah well i still got the other ones i could run through all of them later but um 
Yeah, I really like that movie. Uh, yeah, so that was, I've just been watching a lot of movies. I've got like a bunch of other, I've been finding that like what I want to do is, you know, I'm Mr. Like, give me something with dragons and lasers. And now I'm like, I know the one I just described did not have that, but all the other ones were like just normal movies. Like Inside Man is a bank robbery movie and, the, you know, all this stuff like that. But none of them were like super, super sci-fi weird. And I've been like finding myself more interested in that. I mean, any, any, I don't know. It's maybe I'm getting older. I don't know what it is. I have no segue for that. <laughs> so I've been listening to a podcast as well. That is, this isn't a recommendation because I don't think, I, I, I don't think a lot of people would like it, but it's essentially a horror movie podcast where like ours, they've barely talk about the subject they're mm-hmm. on. And they've started been doing this thing where one of the guys, one of the comedians is watching a bunch of like, he he was started he was like I'm going through Perfect Strangers and so they started a segment about like what's going on on Perfect Strangers where Joe's at called P.S. I love you mm-hmm. and then he started cr- a Frasier and he's they started calling it Crane Shots ah. and it's been really really amusing because this is my second time through this podcast. <laughs> Lady just came in, looked at me like, "Oh, you're on a podcast," and turned around and left. Like it was so funny. Like the most like, "Oh, excuse me," or like, "Oh, I guess we're not." hanging out now she's gone to the other <laughs> yeah I, well i also feel like that was probably like is she a bit of a monitor dog where she's like yes where are my humans and then she's like okay check and then she's like oh, yes oh the lady isn't here that's right so she's like well that's, i'm going back to my post it's also she likes me because tara's in here i can leave the door open to have my zoom calls and i can see if i leave our bedroom door open the bed so she's like sweet i can be on your bed and then also see you because yes. if i have the door closed she like has to be in here yes with me. Yes. Um, so they've been doing this thing called Crane Shots. They've done a whole bunch of other. Um, they've done like Golden Girls and Frasier and all this stuff. But the Frasier one is just funny because they're like, just them. Like they keep going over the one where Martin. Martin. They find Martin's uh, Sinatra song he wrote. Oh, she's such a groovy and, lady. <laughs> and so they keep making like the show has so many, you know, perfect strangers and Frasier jokes where they're like. I think the first time I heard it was kind of the impetus of me being like, we, I, I should watch Frasier because like the descriptions of the episodes are hilarious. And then now going back and re-listening to this podcast to catch up to where they are, um, which I'm like years behind, uh, is just funny because now when they make that comment that I was like, I mean, I think we talked about this when we started this podcast, what I thought Frasier was, and it was their descriptions of Frasier where it's like, they they discuss the Crane Boy murders, the Crane Boy mysteries, and like all this stuff. And I was like, this sounds really funny. It's just funny going back and hearing like someone like third this, this telephone call of what Frasier is. It's just funny to hear again now, knowing a lot of what it is. And they haven't hit any spoilers, so that's good. There was one where they there was one where they started to spoil something, and I just went like skip, 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 and then they were done talking. About nice. It. Well, we, we do have something a little bit relevant about Frasier in the news this week. The New Yorker yesterday, and I'm sure, oh. I hope people sent this to you, because like six or seven of my friends sent this to me. Uh, I didn't get anything. They, they Well, it's from fall 2020, but the New Yorker just reposted it to their Instagram yesterday. So I think it uh, kind of came back to people's uh, knowledge or came back into the forefront of people's minds. But it was a, a humor column called Six Things Millennials Have in Common with Dr. Frasier Crane. And then it says, <laughs> number five will drive you into a deep depression. And I'll show you. Right. It's this great, you know, photo of uh, Kelsey Grammer with, with Eddie. With, with Moose, yeah. And then I have I have Leo right behind behind me. So we're just one and the same. Um, number one, uh, he was a foodie. 
It says, that's right, just like a gen the generation that popularized avocado toast, Frasier appreciated the finer things in life, including top-notch cuisine from Seattle's premier fictional dining destination, Shea Henri, which made an appearance mm -hmm. in the episode we're about to talk about. Number two, he liked drinking. Potentially the last appearance. Uh, yes. Uh, two, he liked drinking, although Frasier and his brother Niles uh, might have preferred sherry over the hoppy ales and craft cocktails of today's bar scene. Frasier's fondness for alcohol, for daily alcohol consumption, is shared by millennials, too. Number three, he preferred urban living. Number four, very relevant to, I think, something you often complain about on the show. Uh, he was a serial dater. Even though he didn't mm -hmm. have access to Tinder or Bumble, Frasier, like many millennials, loved to play the field. In fact, the famed Barfly and Harvard alumnus dated more than 60 women over the course of his, Jeez. quote, lifetime. That and was that was another thing in the, the podcast I listened to where he was like, I know this show went on for 11 years, and but it's like, he, he, he's, uh, there's something wrong with these people. Like the guy was like, I'm really worried about all of them. Like at first it's like, oh, I guess it's like, oh, I guess they have a sex life. Oh, I guess they have a very active sex life. And then by the end, you're like, good Lord. <laughs> um, and number five, the one that they say will drive you into a deep depression is he was your age. That's right. Fraser Crane, oh, the most adult yeah. adult who's ever existed in reality or fiction, was in his early 30s when he joined the gang at Cheers. And although the character may have aged barely into his 40s when his self-titled spinoff first aired, Kelsey Grammer was only 38, which meant that if Fraser were to premiere today, its marquee actor would be a millennial like you. Well, that's the other thing. It's 38 when Fraser uh, started, right? He's, like, in his early Cheers. he's in his early 40s when Fraser starts. He's in his early 30s when he first appears on Cheers. And he... Like, that's, that's, you know, like, l looking, l looking back, like, Jason Alexander was in his 30s when he was on, like, Seinfeld, I think. Yeah. Like, someone else who looks way older. And I'm wondering if people looked older then or just, like, we've gotten to this point where nobody on television, they don't allow people who look like Kelsey Grammer and, you know, Jason Alexander to have a show like well so i feel like the all, closest we get you're talking about two people who had receding hairlines at a very young age and were balding i would right. say at a young age so that automatically makes you look older right but how many receding hairline people do you see on television anymore or like you know i, I, I don't know i don't I, keep, just, track of my, I keep track of my shows by many different rubrics but the hairline of the <laughs> actors is not one of them I mean, I just don't think they put like even when they put like 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 uh, Big Bang Theory should be full of like very, very odd looking people. And they're still like fairly attractive people who are dressed up to look odd and maybe a little off the normal like Hollywood attractiveness. And and like people like Kramer and even like everybody on Seinfeld looked bizarre other than Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> um, well. Okay, sure. Number six on that article, just because I'm a completionist, is that Frasier. Oh, I thought, Frasier, I thought number five will make you upset because it was the last one on the list. Sorry, sorry. No, no. It's, it was six reasons why Frasier okay. and millennials are, have things in common. Number six was just that he lives with his dad. So, um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The, the reboot should be about Frasier's millennial son and like them finding points of finding these points of like I, I, I similarities. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, but on that note, should we should we dive into this episode? Yes. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We talk Frasier before the cold open, which is crazy. <laughs> Usually don't do that. Sometimes we do. <laughs> God, I always forget about your bright pink phone case. <laughs> I, it, it's, I'm telling you, like it has changed my life. I find things so much more easier when I put a little piece of pink tape or put them in a pink case uh today we are talking about the finale 
of season nine. Season nine, we are of 11 seasons. We only have two seasons left, Laurel. Uh, As you put it, it's going to take us, what, a year and a half to get through those? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, if we do one every two weeks, it's 24 or something next. Yeah, a year and a half should, should get it done around no, probably the end of 2023. It, it, should, it should be... Yeah, okay, it should be it should be a year. Yeah. 24 episodes. Cuz that's almost half a year. Um or Moons Over year. Seattle, uh May 21st, 2002. Uh Niles' persistence finally convinces Daphne's father to come to Seattle to reconcile with his wife. Daphne is disappointed that Niles didn't consult her first, but is on board with the plan. Um uh let's Two things I want to bring up. First thing I want to bring up is the opening anim- animation is a moon over Seattle, which I thought was kind of fun. Oh, love that. I, I don't always notice that. I'm usually like setting up everything to take notes and I hear the, like the do 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 and then I look up once the actual thing starts playing. Um, two, can we talk about Brian Cox because I, so this, like I said, came out in 2002. Well, first of all, what did you think about Brian Cox? Hi, Leo. I know he wanted to come say hi. I think the Brian Cox is somebody who is not aged because you could tell me that was present day Brian yeah. Cox and I'd be like, yup. <laughs> yeah, like he's that great thing where it's like, man, you look old when you're young. It's like, ah, but when I'm really old, I'm going to look great. Yeah, if I'm really old, I'm going to look the same. <laughs> if anything, I think he's tightened up a little yes. bit. Like I, f- I feel like, yeah. Yes, I feel like he's like perhaps like tr- trimmed down a bit, slimmed down, gotten a little trimmer because yes. um, he, he, he was a bit jowly in this and would totally mm-hmm. fit with his character, but Logan Roy on Succession is not jowly. So, well, not no, not as jowly. This came out in 2002. This was like the year of Brian Cox. He had 10 roles this year, including like two episodes of this. Uh-huh. X- uh, X-Men 2, I guess. X-Men 2 is next year. Oh, okay. So this okay. is the year before. Um, he is... The, the, I didn't get all of them. Oh, I, I, we could easily go look on IMDb, but the five that were like five big ones to me were The Ring... Oh, uh, the rookie. Okay. The which is that baseball movie? Yeah, with, Dennis Quaid. Uh, yeah. Yep. The Born Identity. Yeah. Adaptation, oh. which was a big Charlie Kaufman, yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage, and Twenty Fifth Hour, which was a Spike Lee. Oh yeah! Movie. Wow! And, and, wow! And the other ones, I remember in being the like, ring? I, I have never seen The Ring. Oh, okay, it's I've like, seen, I've seen The Ring once, and and probably around the time it came out, so it's been twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a lot of things is looking through his whole IMDb, and I guess I'll bring it up. Like, And I, I looked through a few few other years. I didn't see anything close to this. Wow. You know, not even like, oh, he's in a bunch of TV roles. It was it was, it was was crazy. Um, I, I, that's an, like, this guy is a working actor. He is constantly doing stuff. And it's a lot of things that it's like, you know, we talked a little bit about the ones we could remember, but I was shocked at the, uh, at, at, like I said, like 25th hour adaptation all that stuff like in the early 2000s he really like blew up for a minute good for him um and and right around and like i said the same year as this is the same year he's doing all that other stuff which is crazy you know his agent must have really <clears throat> gotten a fire lit under him i yeah, was I like guess. i'm gonna get you some roles um and we learned that daphne's dad has been working uh by having <laughs> men pay him to get hit on their women in bars so the men can then fight him and look like tough brave guys when he started doing that i was like oh god what a you know like i didn't realize it was a it was a oh, con yes that the other guy was in on not that it made it great but didn't make it great but it made it made daphne's dad less skeezy <laughs> I, I i admit that i didn't remember that it was a con so at first i was like oh god i don't remember this and i was like oh okay <laughs> I forgot he was in nine episodes of Deadwood. 
this is insane. Like, this is just, there's so many, so many, like, things. He's in video games doing, like, he like from the beginning, you usually have that thing, I feel like, where eventually you start doing video game voices and stuff like that. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, he's an episode of Doctor Who. Like, I feel like eventually you get to that, like, from the, the go, he was like, sure, I'll put me in anything. Like, it's just insane. All the way going, all the way back to, like, the 70s. I think he was taking little roles in the 70s. Anyway, this is crazy. Um, so Niles, yeah, Niles convinces him to come back with him. I love the bit where he keeps going, like, I'll even buy you an airplane ticket. I can't have you buy me a first class airplane ticket. I like, can't I, have you buy me a suite at a five-star hotel. I, I thought this character was kind of dumb written. I, I thought he was overacted by brian cox like now i understand like he was probably very very tired these two episodes <laughs> of this year of work but it's not his best role but he just i, I just loved having his energy in the show it was it's, fun it's also given how what kind of a bit of a caricature and how insufferable daphne's mom is i feel like he his acting matched as somebody who yeah. would be married to daphne's mom um so <clears throat> niles brings Harry? Is that his name? Harry Moon? Uh, I, I believe so. Back to Seattle. Um, and not only is Gertrude, Daphne's mom, not thrilled to see him, but Daphne is also mad at Niles for bringing him back because she's like, I wish you would talk to me about this. I yeah. know my parents, they need time apart. And she's like, they need time to miss each other. And I was like, hasn't it been months? Like, Daphne, it's been a long time. How, yeah, how it's, much time apart do your parents need to miss each other before they just don't we realize they're never gonna miss each other again well i i think the idea of like i wish you would have talked to me about this like i didn't like that she was like we could have made this work together because i'm like this is a terrible plan right this is not a good idea I, like it should be come back walk her down the aisle whatever right i feel like I feel like Daphne was like, but since you've done this, let's see if we can make this plan work. And yeah, it didn't I, work out. I found the the scene at Shea Henry. I, I knew exactly what was going to happen. That was hilarious. But they're having they're having a dinner. They're talking about how they first met. And Niles is like, oh, I have some champagne. I brought a bottle. It's in the car. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, Shea Henry's going to charge you a very large corkage fee for bringing in I your feel, own bottle. Yeah, I feel like that wasn't a concern. And second of all, also that seems like I bet Shea Henry has wonderful champagne. And second of all, you left it in the car? So I was waiting for something to happen on the walkout. And then when he got all the way back, I'm like, oh, God, they're going to be the joke is going to be that they've switched and gone crazy. I had he comes back in like the the table's been flipped table's over. Been moved. It's on fire. Yes. Wasn't it on fire. Yes. And they were like stomping it Definitely out. Definitely was fire. Yes. It was it was that that me that that gif and that bit from Community where like Donald Glover walks in with the pizza. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen that gif? Mm, I don't think so. Well, it's well, the whole idea is it's this creating this idea of a multiverse where they're rolling a die and then it's like they keep running the same scene over again, but it's like the other universes of like. This is this is what happened in this universe, and some small butterfly effect happened. And then there's one where literally he's like, "I'll go get the pizza," and it like follows Donald Glover out, and he walks back in with the pizza, and his eyes are like this. And then it's like there's a fire in the middle, and they're like, "There's the same thing." Like it's gone completely okay. to hell in like two seconds. But it's like a gif I, I see all the time when it's like, <laughs> "What happened? What, what happened when I was gone?" Yeah, and it felt like this was the the earlier Frasier version of that, and it was really 
well done, funny. Like I, I got a like I had a legit LOL. You know, watching it by myself with headphones. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, but really enjoyed it. I did too because I knew something like that was going to be the case, but I just didn't know what, and I still thought it was really funny. Um. So, let's. We're kind of barreling along here. I'm trying to like. The, oh. there's Fraser is definitely taking a back seat in this episode, uh, except that. I thought Frazier and Ross have a storyline you want to talk about, which is that Frazier becomes obsessed with how Ross would review his um, <clears throat> lovemaking. So this oh, was a scene. <laughs> Are you okay? Everything's fine. I just knocked something <laughs> over. Everything's fine. This was this, this was a scene where there's like, you know, where I am in my life right now, like, there are things that I think are funny, but it's very hard for me to shut off the part of my brain that's like, I don't know. Like, you know, when I was younger and didn't really think about how women view the world, et cetera, et cetera. But now that I've been, I hate to say woke or whatever, but you know, now that like I realize that stuff, I've been awakened. I, I noticed that stuff. Like, so to me, it's like, I thought they did this pretty well and it actually made me laugh. But I'm also like, what kind of person asks someone for like a sexual for a, a what do you call it a, a check on his a, a way a to work card. on his sexcellence yes oh no, my god says, when like, he said commitment to sexcellence i that's what it was yeah cackled it was legitimately funny i'm wondering if like did you find it like is it one of the things where you're like roll your eyes it's 2002 whatever and move on or were you like this is really creepy I, I really vacillated on this. My first, I, actually, I have several notes on okay. just on these two exchanges. First, I said, this is odd. Then I got, uh, I don't know, I got the, the served in a prompt and timely manner, like high marks are being served in a prompt and timely manner. Really? Like, I don't know. I was just like, Ugh. and then I wrote down, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> but then yeah. later on, I also like, I mean, I laughed at commitment to excellence and stuff. So. I laughed when she said he screamed out outstanding or whatever, which is what's such a like, you know, like on paper, if you're saying like, I'm going to tell you a joke about how Frazier has sex now, I'd be like, I don't want to hear this. And then I heard it and I was like, this is perfect and very funny. Like it really made me laugh. I did find it also funny that Roz was taking in so much of what uh, was on, like, was it Letterman or something? Or he was like, she was like, yeah, yes. Steve was on Letterman talking about the Yuzu rainforest. And-, and then later they're trying to come up with an excuse to leave the room. And he's like, here, dad, let me t- teach you how to put the closed <laughs> captions on. So you don't have to turn up your TV <laughs> so loud. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I thought they handled it well. I will say, and this is probably the next two seasons of Rager I'm going to be on pins and needles be on tinder hooks whatever you call it of just like i'm like oh so they're gonna start remembering how good they thought it was and then hook up again like that I, especially since this was a season ender mm-hmm. a season finale i was like they're gonna end up in bed together again and i was glad they didn't i also think it's very mature of them to be having this conversation i i do think it's weird and a little past that like it's it's weird in that like this is so fictionalized like this is obviously like I, I like that it's not the usual thing of like the he was so bad and he can't get over what was wrong and she explains what's bad to him. I like that she's like, oh, yeah, you're really good. But, you know, you're not a, a, a five cup of coffee or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And I like that they had that talk. I thought it was very mature. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I like where they're going, but it's a sitcom in 2002 to 2004. I feel like any minute they're going to 
drop off. Like it's there's not a commitment to keeping this level of maturity of this relationship. Well, so yeah. I, I hope they do. But and, and honestly, once once we get into season ten, I mean, I'm a in Laurel's life. I'm a senior in high school at this point. I am busy, so <laughs> I I don't. I we really drop off. We're gonna get to episodes where if I've seen them, I've seen them once. So right. um, yeah. Um. Let's see. Can we talk? I, I, the thing, the other thing I want to talk about is the ending, mm-hmm. because it was a very weird ending. I thought. Um. Well, it, so Daphne's dad is about to go back to the UK, and Daphne comes over to say goodbye. This part I liked to go, say goodbye to him, and um, I wrote down. I don't remember. Exa- I just watched this today, so I should remember it. But I don't remember exactly what he said. But it made me write down the note. What a terrible marriage <laughs> when. And I don't remember that's I'm yeah. saying I don't remember at what what he was talking about then, but I this reminded me there's an episode I've always really liked from The Office where Pam's parents are getting a divorce and Jim talks to her dad and then he ends up going like, "All right, I'm calling it off." And she's like, "What'd you say?" And like Jim, you know, that Pam's whole dad saying like, "I'm like I'm gonna divorce your mom. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm Pam's definitely like, divorcing her now. And Pam yeah. gets really mad at Jim, and is like, "What did you say?" And he's like, I, "I don't know. I just I said all good things." And then she finds out what he said was, "You know, I always knew Pam was my soulmate." And then Pam's dad was like, "I didn't feel that way about your mom." Yeah. And so she's like, "Like it was it was." J- they got J- broke up because yeah. Jim was so clear about how much he loved yes. Pam. Yes. And that made Pam feel really good. Um, and that felt like this a little yes. bit, but they did not pull it off nearly as I think. No, I think I, I liked the, the Brian Cox, Jane Levy's, uh, leaves, leaves, Jane leaves, <laughs> Jane Levy's, uh, Spokane or no Spokane. Spokane. And, there's another uh, Allison Jan. See, I don't know. No, like, Allison, no, no. You're, you usually call her Allison Janie, and it's Janie. not. But I'm saying we're we're at the end of season nine. You've been saying her name almost, you know, for every episode. It's leaves. Okay, so so Levi Levi Jane uh, Ryan goes Coke and and she. Uh, but I think their scene was very good. Yes, but she was awful when she goes to get Niles. Like, I don't know what that was. It felt like they had to do it real late at night. They felt like they needed that scene. She just looked like she was like, I want to get married. And I'm like, this is overacting. I didn't like it at all. I thought she I, did a really bad thing. Okay, scene. I didn't bump on that, but I, okay. It's funny that you say you feel like it was filmed late at night. For some reason, I thought her appearance changed in between the scene with Brian Cox and the scene at Niles. Like, as though like time had passed because like her face mm. just looked a little different, so it almost makes me wonder if they recorded that. Like, I don't know. They went to edit the episode or something, and then we're like, "Oh wait, we need." And it was they a had network to, note or yeah, something. And they yeah, they had to like call them back or something because. And I need your help reminding me what TV show this is. Um, I mistakenly remembered that after she has that conversation with her dad, she goes to Niles and says she doesn't know if she ever wants to get married because now that she's you know that her parents' marriage falling apart has made her doubt like the institution of marriage that obviously didn't happen now i'm trying to remember what tv show that is where it it must be a trope because i can't tell you exactly what it is but i thought the same thing was going to happen i was like oh god here we go and i wasn't like uplifted it was it was weird like that's the other thing there was no like woo they're getting married like they must have they might have filmed that without an audience because it went to Mm -hmm. complete silence oh i bet they did because i bet that they didn't want um I mean, you know, Frasier's still a pretty hot show back then, so I bet they didn't want spoilers to leak. And so they would often film 
shows like scenes that were going to be spoilery or like cliffhangery um, without an audience. I think it felt like the plan. I don't know what it was. I think if, if it felt to me very last minute rewrite. Craniac Seattle, let, let us know what you think. Um, it's the final. Or epi- if there's an fin- inside final scene of the episode. I mean, I'm on IMDb. I could look and see if there's like a note on it. But I, I the, the point was, is I went, is that it? Like I literally out loud went, is that it? Is that the yeah is that the and, final episode then, of the season and then of course like, the, just, the final cold close is just the thanks for calling which they you know a short they thanks for done calling a while. but yeah well they hadn't had a lot of callers we had several seasons where it was like two callers well the other thing was is allison janney was in that was she a caller and in this she season was yes wow, i had to go back and and double check that but she she was she was a caller and in this season which kind of leads mm-hmm. us to well let's talk about season nine because we are solidly in you know the waning days of the show in terms of um just storylines kind of coming to to a close and the show wrapping up a little bit and in the waning days of me watching it (laughs) regularly um i thought i would take a gander back at the awards that fraser was getting so just to reiterate for five years in a row it won outstanding um comedy series uh let me make sure I'm, I'm, I'm saying that right at the Emmys. Um, let me see. One, two. Here comes Laurel Counts Things on Wikipedia. Three, <laughs> um, four, uh, five. Yeah. And so uh, 1999, the Emmys in 1999 was the first season it didn't win. Um, but it was still getting nominated for Best Comedy Series. Lots of the people on the show were getting nominated. Kelsey Grammer, John Mahoney, David Hyper. There's always lots of guest actors getting nominated. Um its writing was getting nominated and stuff. And then you get to the 2002 Emmys and things really drop off. It no longer, mm. it no longer got nominated for best comedy series. Um, Kelsey Grammer and David Hype Pierce were both nominated. They didn't win um, out the only Emmy it won. And I just, well, first I'm going to say it's, it was a guest actor or actress Emmy. Three people were nominated for Frasier, Adam Arkin for the 200th where he plays the guy who's a fan of Frasier and has the cassette tapes of all of his shows. Right, which was a nothing part. Brian Cox as Harry Moon was also nominated, and so was your favorite character, Anthony LaPaglia, as Simon Moon. (sighs) The worst Moon. Who do you think won the Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series? I think we talked about this, and it was Adam Arkin. It was Anthony LaPaglia. We did not. Oh, it was Anthony LaPaglia. I thought we did. No. Maybe we maybe we said he was nominated for this episode, it's, oh, and I went, possible. "That's ridiculous." Yeah, it's possible. Because it was yes. not a big thing. So it wasn't um, nominated for writing or anything. Um, so yeah, I'm shocked. Arkin got the nod over Michael Keaton. Like Michael Keaton seems like a yes, and I I feel like in hindsight now we're very impressed. But at the time, Michael Keaton's star kind of faded. So. Maybe. I still think that would have been a good... Anyway, I don't know. It's like It, it just seemed like a meteor role. Um, my favorite, I was looking back over like the special guest list on Wikipedia, and I gotta say, well, first of all, do you have a favorite like guest star from this season that came back, or came um, you know, at all? <laughs> I don't know why. Came back. Like, <laughs> not really special guest if you come back. Like, that's recurring. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I obviously loved um, Allison Janney. I loved... Um, Kristen Chenoweth's, uh, Kristen mm-hmm. Chenoweth's role. Um, I think that kind of, I'm, I'm looking at the list right now and I mean, yeah, I think that kind of might be 
the highlights. I mean, Patricia Clarkson, I feel like I talked about more last season because um, her character's storyline kind of winds down at the very beginning of this yeah. season. So um, oh, that's right. That's how this started. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about what about you? I mean, I, I'm looking over it and I got to say it's John Ratzenberger. I remember uh, when just it, 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 like a really great cliff episode and not even a cheers episode like you know everybody else was fine it was good in it i remember we really enjoyed that episode but it was a it was like it was a good way for me to go laurel this is this is what cheers can be and not only what cheers can be like this is perfect cliff clavin like just being just like yeah i'm staying at my mother's house and like oh did you know that like being a know-it-all and all Mm -hmm. that was just i i i look you know and some of them these are good actors but like even allison Janny, I have to think like, okay, this is how I would pronounce it because the E's there. So it looks like J-A-N. And then I'm like, oh, there's two. Okay, Janny. All right. So she uh, was good, but I remember us watching that and going like, man, she needed her own episode. Mm-hmm. She didn't need to be like one of the three. Wolfgang Puck was also very funny. Yeah. His, his, his thing. Um, yeah. I, 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 you know, it's every time we do this, I look over and I'm like, like, once we're done with this podcast, or at least done with the Frasier part of this podcast, whatever we do next, um, I am going to forget. Like, it's it's going to be this blur. Like, it's it, and that's because this isn't very much like a, uh, epi- I mean, it's episodic, but you know, it's not like a storyline. Like, it's kind of like I have vague memories of like, oh yeah, this happened, and then this happened, and this happened. Mm-hmm. But like, I was looking at this like, oh yeah, this started off with the, uh, was it three Don Juan DeMarco and hell or whatever episode it was where he has the remember, he remembers all of his former lovers, Yes, which was so great when they opened the door and like legitimately, legitimately like very small bit roles uh, like are at the door. Like I was like, that was this season. And like, yeah, that this like was the season. Ago. Yeah. And I think they did a better job in this season of like big changes, like, the mom coming and then like the, the Roger storyline, AKA Tony Goldwyn's in one episode yes. is still dating her the whole time. But like the big one, I remember the big storyline that I think kept through was Martin gets a job. Yes. And, and it was, we finally kind of get a, a real look at how he got shot and like his job. Mm, on the I forgot force. about that one. The, yeah. The, the yeah. Weirdly dramatic episode. Yes. Um, and and yeah, we talked about like kind of what a serious episode that was and how also how like Martin changed so much and like his relationship mm-hmm. with Frazier and Niles had changed so much. Um, this I was just you know looking through the episode list and the one that I that I still look back on from this season is um, the one when Daphne reads Niles's case file and yes. discovers that one of his patients is in love with him and just becomes obsessed with it. Um, not only for the kind of step it is in their relationship when Niles really like talks to her about like why she doesn't ever has to worry about him cheating on her, but also Daphne is so terrible in that episode. And you just yeah. rarely is Daphne ever kind of the villain of an episode. And I, I just, I, I thought it was a really, it was like another layer of Daphne that I was glad to see. They were still like showing us new things about that character, but also as somebody who has been to therapy, just the thought of somebody, you know, reading your case file is just, I don't know. It's like really upsetting. And the fact Mm. that I was like, you and I were both were like, Niles could lose his license. Yeah. That would be like, we need to sit her down and have a huge talk. Yeah. Yeah. Like when she went to the woman's office to try to see, to see her, it's like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, I also just I flipped up because I didn't see. There's also special appearance by. Do you remember Shannon Tweed was in this as Doctor Honey Snow, and she was like the. Does Shannon Tweed does that bump for you at all? Shannon Tweed might Doctor be more Honey, of Honey Snow, but th- this season. That's what it says. No. Oh, you know what? She might have popped in for a second in the like. Oh, it's the women. Episode. Yeah, this was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, not that this season. It. Yeah. It says special appearance by. So maybe, like I said, it's because it says special appearance by, and then it's got a, a list of all women's first names. So I'm wondering if this is the shot where they open the door. And there's all the women yes, there is yes. is all the previous women now that I look at because I'm like, I don't know who any of these are except for Shannon Tweed. Um the interesting thing I've been finding, um, and this like like you said, this this sounds like my what you should do instead of rating this four stars, but hear me out. The the podcast I'm listening to, it's called so it's called We'll See You in Hell. And like it's supposed to be horror movies, but again, they get way off topic. And it it's mostly just two comedians drinking and lamenting the uh Holly, living in Hollywood, and one of them is a comedic writer who wrote for, has written, you know, he has stories of being a page at NBC, writing on one a couple seasons of It's Always Sunny, and then he like wrote on a bunch of seasons of Two Broke Girls, and then he worked on some other like was head writer on a couple shows called Living Biblically, which nobody watched, and then one called The Cool Kids, which some people watched but only got one season, which was like. David Allen Greer, Martin Mull, Leslie Jordan. I forgot the, 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 the actress in it. And they were, it was like a sitcom in an old, in a, in a retirement home. So they were, he, he, but it's interesting listening to all his stories because a, you get kind of a behind the scenes of how things kind of work in a writer's room on a mm-hmm. multi-camp sitcom. But also <laughs> he does not like I listen to a lot of podcasts where they talk about people and then they all they all like rush to say allegedly allegedly like he like does not care and then he's on these shows that get canceled and you see him going from like hey guys uh check out uh living biblically on CBS and then it like the show gets canceled or what happened to that show was they didn't cancel it, but they stopped airing it so no one could go get another job somewhere. And he's like, CBS is a cesspool with the worst people. And then like Les Moonves, the 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 owner of CBS, comes out with that. He had a lot of like sexual assault, oh, oh, me too oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like that episode starts, and the the one guy's like, ah, <laughs> like I bet he did everything. Like he just does not care. And like then I started getting on their Patreon, and I'm like, everything I thought was crazy, and that is eight times worse on the Patreon because he's like, they're definitely not listening to this. And he just will like, he'll tell stories on the regular feed. be like, check out the Patreon. I'll, I'll tell you exactly who those people were. And it's just interesting thinking about that and listening to some of those stories because some of those stories are crazy, but some of them are just like, this is what we do in a writer's room. Like he talked about working on two broke girls and he came in one day and he's like, do we have to keep saying that Kat Dennings character has been sexually assaulted? Like this is a comedy, like, but he's, his boss kept like going, it's funny and like insisting. And he's like, yeah, I've got my name on those freaking episodes that have like racist jokes and stuff. But he was, but he was talking about like, so that made me think of like them coming in and, and you know, Jane leaves being like, this is not my character. Like, this is a very weird of Daphne and them being like, it's funny. Keep going. Like, I don't think Frazier's room, I'm not comparing the Frazier writing room to the two broke girls writing room, but I do feel like it's just an interesting insight into why sometimes you get these wildly out of place character decisions on a multi-camp sitcom is people don't care. The point is like, we got to get the yucks out. 
it's it's true. It's true. Um, especially this is not quite at that point, but um, you know, as cable starts just to kind of siphon away audiences and stuff, I feel like networks get a little bit more desperate, and that's where for mm-hmm. Friday Night Light fans, we all know what storyline I'm talking about in season two. So it's a very much if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> but where NBC was basically that was also a writer's strike, wasn't it? Like, don't, it's not always on the. No, this is before the writer's strike happened. Um, oh, okay. But and basically, and the writers have been like, no, NBC was basically like. We we got it. We got to juice this thing up. Um, this is just a, <laughs> a this is just a very you know a show about a town that plays football, and we got to get some excitement in here. Um, so that's all I'm gonna say. But um, um, yeah, no, I I appreciate the insights. Um, what 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 are your like your your thoughts? I, first of all, do we want to rate this episode? I don't think we rated it. Oh um, so I I give it six. Uh... Oh geez, I don't have a thing. I, I will say an LOL I liked, and we'll use that. A six, like if you give a man a beer, he drinks once. If you tell him where the fridge is, he drinks the rest of the he day. Drinks all day, or, yes. Yeah, or whatever that is. That that little bon mot from uh, from Harry Moon. I give it six. Those I, I I the ending really threw me off. Like it really made me go what? Like it? I mm. did not like the ending. I mean, I didn't like that. It felt like I like I said that there was zero audience there. It was dead. Like it didn't have enough juice to be interesting without an audience i it felt kind of odd it it also weirdly felt like niles like yanked daphne out the door like i said it felt like we need to put a button on this we got to do it quick oh no jane cut her hair different or whatever get her out there we gotta film this like go 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 if it was just them and one cameraman like late at night <laughs> i wouldn't i it wouldn't shock me yeah no so anyway, six. true true um gosh i i guess i would give it uh six coffee comment cards mm. that's i i that's i, I, I want to say it feels like we're kind of like eh on this episode but i i liked it like i liked a lot of it it just didn't feel like a season finale to me especially since we've talked about how much we like season finales with the like you know, as cheesy as it is, there's there's been a lot of like, what did we learn this season? Yeah, <laughs> it's like this one didn't have any of that. No, it's and true. Then, um, yeah, and then just ended on like a thud. Well, and so I think that's kind of a, a, an issue that uh, I, I don't know with season with seasons long storylines now kind of suddenly being wrapped up a little bit with Niles and Daphne being together. Um, yeah. I mean, the show's a little like, well, how do we, how do we still come up with new storylines? Cause if these were people in real life, their lives would be going on. So how do we yeah. make that into compelling TV? I, I also think the problem was they felt like they needed to hook you for the next season. And I was like, they didn't do any groundwork for that. That just happened the last second. Mm-hmm. And that might've been the note. Like no one's going to, why, why would anyone want to come back? Like you've wrapped everything up. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I will say, I think we're, we're going to have somewhat of a downhill slide, uh, from here on out, but I still think this is really good television. Not real. This is, this is really good multicam sitcom television. Yes. Yes. Especially for the time it's, you know, I'm actually going to see, I'm wondering who won best comedy series that year at the Emmys. Okay. Let's find out who. It's 2002. Yeah. So. Let me, don't you worry guys. I'm going to find out. In 2002, um, 
the nominees were Friends, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Everybody Loves Raymond, Sex in the City, and Will and Grace. It's really funny to see Curb Your Enthusiasm when it's a show that's still on. Well, all of those shows have come back. Everybody Loves Raymond hasn't. Oh, Raymond. Yeah, I guess Friends and Raymond didn't. Uh, Friends had that like reunion yes. episode. And who, who do you think won? Who do you think won that? I'm going to say Curb. Friends. That Friends might, won? Okay. might be the only year that Friends won. Um, yeah. The previous year, Sex and the City won. The next year, Everybody Loves Raymond won. Um, yeah. I think that was the only year Friends won Best Comedy Series. Um, it was nominated a lot, but... Um, it, it didn't win um, much. So anyway, um, I uh, I started a. I don't know if we want to get deep into this, um, but I definitely started a. Uh, I'll share this with you. A uh, uh, Google Sheets that is what you know, especially hearing about you know this podcast. Where we're talking about other multi-cam sitcoms. Like, what would be our next thing we do? And it's just been interesting looking at like these weird lists of like, like the history of where we've gone, like with what is comedy on television nowadays. Cause like you got stuff like the good place now. And back in the days it was like night court. <laughs> I know it's court at night. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. It's true. Um, so when you say things we would do next, you mean our next podcast or like things in general, like we in life would do? Like if we did like the 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 evolution of Craniacs, like if Craniacs took a big break at the end of Frasier, if we came back and did something else, oh. I have like so we, we, thoughts we, on what we we're, do. We're still going to be friends after this? I guess I thought for some reason we were going to just, <laughs> it was just going to be like, you know. You're like, my calendar do, was do, open. Do, do, do. <laughs> you know, and it would just be us like waving and defriending each other on Facebook and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't worry, we do a live episode before then, Craniacs. <laughs> yes, I... Uh, no, I just, I, I thought like, does this, does the pod, I mean, this is, I don't know if this is the episode we want to do this, we wait to a year to talk about this, but it was like, do we do, because I, I, I think the easy thing we would do is, is do Cheers, but I think there's, I don't think Cheers necessarily speaks to the strengths of what was interesting between us on this podcast. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I and also, so I have like a whole bunch of different ideas, but. I, I worry with something like Cheers that. While I've enjoyed the few episodes that I have watched, I worry that after a while I would just constantly be saying this did not age well. And that's mm. and nobody wants to hear that week after week. So, I mean, yes, I could perhaps just stop saying it, but. Um, my my push has always been Golden Girls because I think that is weirdly having a resurgence with a lot of people and it's like yeah. coming up in memes and stuff. Yeah, oh, it's been I having a resurgence for a while, but yeah. It, it'd be interesting to look at through the lens because I think it was a very feminist forward show. And I think it'd just be interesting to see where they go from there. That's if we keep with the multi-camp sitcom. There was other thoughts I had. There was one thought where it was a... One of the things I think has been very interesting to me about this podcast, and I don't know, like, you know, Craniacs right in, but um, is is the aspect of, like, one of us has seen it and one of us hasn't. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it's more interesting that you've seen it and I haven't. I think you kind of like that energy as well. Like, mm-hmm. because my like, Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> what are we going to watch? Ryan? Like, there's a few things that I was like, Oh, I've seen this and so we could do that. And then I was like, I don't think Laurel will be too into that. Cheers was one of them. And like you said, I think we should do some cheers, but anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're right. I, I do like being the, 
the, the master and having, you know, my, 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 my gum shoe that I'm trying to, to, you know, <laughs> just help nur- nurture and grow into being, um, you know, a fan of something, but your gum shoe. I, I, I just mixed some metaphors. I'm sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> okay. I was like, isn't that a detective? <laughs> yes. I, know. Uh, I should, have, should have been like, you know, I'm the like Sherlock Holmes and you're my gum shoe. Or I should have said, I don't know, master. And you're the, I don't know. What is it? Uh, oh my God. It's not scribe. Apprentice. Apprentice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but my other thought, just to put this in your head, if this is at all appealing to you. And it's just, to me, it's one, it feels like it'd be one of those things where I'm like, she's going to love it. And you're like, oh no, we could do an Oscar podcast. Where it's easily like picking something where it's like, you know, your effort to watch all the best picture winners Mm -hmm. or like we do a year and we talk about everything from that year and we that's a season or Mm -hmm. something like that. I don't know. That was just a thought I had because I feel like that's like the second biggest thing. I mean, the third biggest thing is we talk about Harry Potter, but we don't need I don't we don't need to do a Harry Potter podcast. No, there's enough of those exist (laughs) and we don't need to I don't we don't need to encourage people to give JK Rowling money. So, yes. Um, but anyway, those are just things that have been popping in my head. And like I said, I started making a weird list of like, um, multicam sitcoms and if they're available online. <laughs> so yeah, that's anyway, that's an important part. Well, I, I appreciate you putting thought and effort into this. Um, I, I retract what now everyone I've told when they've asked what's going to happen at the end of Craniac, so we will cease being friends. So stay tuned guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We will probably take a long break, but. Speaking Rude. of long breaks, yeah, it looks that like... long was a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I meant from the podcast, not no, from being. Friends. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm we'll a take delight, a, we'll take everybody. A, we'll take a two o long break from being friends. We'll take a five o long break from the podcast. But it looks like Leo wants to go out. I almost said O U T because <laughs> like he, he can he hear honestly me through probably doesn't. He's probably fine, but oh, uh, he just looks like that. Well, let's yes. let's go ahead and 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 you know. Craniacs, mm-hmm. thanks for for you know hanging with us for the season nine uh, finale. If you want to get a hold of us, we are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. At Craniacs on Twitter, Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Check us out in the group. Um, we are available wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you're listening to us, that's where you can listen to us. <laughs> And you can, and while you're listening to us, give us a review. Give us a five star review, the highest re- review possible. If you want to give us a four star or lower review, I might have something as a recommendation. Okay, well, so I, I have a very general. I don't. You might. Okay, if so you got one, go. Yeah, I have a general recommendation. So, um, by the time this comes out, the Emmy Awards will be less than a week away. Um, they are Monday, <laughs> September twelfth, and um, so you will have. Less than a week, but an entire weekend to really dedicate yourself to watching some things nominated for Emmys. I'm sure mm. by the time you're listening to this, there will be some, you know, suggestions of who they, what people think will win and what you should watch and everything. I think a great place to start is some of the like limited series nominees. Those are great things that you can knock out easily in a weekend. Also, where you see a lot of movie stars do like a little bit project for TV. Um, there's lots of drama series that are nominated that are only like 10 or 12 episode seasons, easy to knock out over a few nights. So I'm just saying, you know, take a look at the Emmy nominees and see if there's anything that you think you're interested in seeing and then watch the Emmys on Monday, September 12th and just see, see if any of those things were new things you'd suddenly been interested in. 
there you go. That's anything, my, that's my general. Anything in particular? Um, gosh, I mean, I'm always a fan of Succession. Um, but that it's, uh, the, oh gosh, third season, um, that was nominated. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, now I am forgetting what else was nominated. There are two nominees for Outstanding Variety Sketch Series. Um, it's just a Black Lady Sketch Show and Saturday Night Live, so flip a coin. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me, I'm trying to get scroll down to the list here. Um, gosh, uh, I tried to watch Yellow Jackets on Showtime. I got two episodes in. I was afraid it was going to give me nightmares, so I stopped. Um, it's interesting. I It looks... All the stuff I saw for it, I was like, I really want to see this. I don't have showtime. Oh, okay. um, Whatever. And then I heard a couple people be like, here's the deal with it. It's not... It's like... It's got that real loss thing of like, it's just mysterious the whole first season, but it doesn't really do anything. Like, mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't do anything. And I'm real. I, I did a real 180 on it. Uh, I, well, I think it's definitely, you know, stretching. It's kind of reminds me a little bit of the Americans and that like, I think there's going to be payoffs in like season five of things that happen in season one. I mm-hmm. just... Uh, I'm okay. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. There's implications that cannibalism occurs, and I was yeah. like, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not ready for this. Um. Also, I found the first two episodes pretty stressful, and I was like, I don't need this. Um. um yeah. But, uh, Tara went out of town, and one of our friends gave us their Shutter, uh, <laughs> the uh username and password. Do you know what Shutter is? No. It's horror. It's all horror. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I really want to watch some of these, but I'm going to have a bad time if I'm alone in the house watching yes. some of these. Yes. Um, okay. So I just took another look. And uh, one thing everyone should definitely watch and knock out is the first season of Abbott Elementary, which is you can. Mm-hmm. It's an ABC show. I watched the whole thing on Hulu. Really charming. Um, I know it was one of my recommendations earlier this spring, but um, it's, it's nominated for Best Comedy Series. It has a lot of nominations. And... Um, I think it's like 10 or 12 episodes, 30 minutes. Highly recommend that. So, um, you know, only murders in the building. Also, that's like eight episodes. So I also, I need to start watching season two of that. But anyway, that's, uh, um, those are my recs. Have you seen the, st- have you seen your boy Colin Firth in the staircase? I have not. No. Tara watched it. Um, she liked it. I think it, I think the ending's a little weird, but I think I, cause I kind of like walked in for a couple episodes. There is one of the cool things they do. And if you don't know the story of Sarah staircase, sorry, I don't want to, they do a version of everybody's story of mm. what happens that night. So they, they when those. someone comes up with a new theory, they'll go back and do it again. And they do the one where he murders her and it is a haunting performance by colin firth but especially by tony collette and she's up she's up for best actress in the series but tony collette needs she has like zero awards and she needs so many awards i just yeah anyway i have one more question for you and then we can go have you seen killing eve do you know anything about killing Eve? yes i watched season one of killing eve and then i started to watch season two and it just did not have the same pull as season one okay That's interesting. It's one of those shows that like I've like succession, like I've, I've been lucky in that all I've heard is I like this show. You should watch it. Mm -hmm. And I have like 
no concept of what it's about. Mm-hmm. Like when I went into Game of Thrones season two, there was a big joke going around the lunch table where I was like, okay, here's what I think this show is about. And I would tell them things where they're like, that's not at all what it's about, but what you've described does not sound far off. <laughs> from like, I'm like, there's a woman who marries a horse and they're like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Killing Eve, it, it's unfortunate because it, it's a show that I think was afflicted with constant showrunner changes like Phoebe Waller-Bridge was the showrunner for the first season Mm -hmm. and wrote a lot of it and then departed after that not you know acrimoniously but just like I'm gonna work on other projects now and I I think they constantly had different showrunners and I heard that the last season was just terrible so um yeah I am actually kind of upset that Blackbird didn't make this which is an outstanding series on Apple but extraordinarily haunting but anyway all right uh Craniacs, if you've got some thoughts on the Emmys, let us know. Uh, thank you so much for listening and, and you know, ch- like I said, hanging with us through season nine. Coming up next, season 10. Yeah. We in the double digits, baby. Are we, uh, we going to take a little break before season 10 or are we just going to be back on our normal posting? I would probably expect maybe a episode, like a couple weeks break at least. So if you don't see It'd us for nice. a few weeks, don't, don't worry, guys. We're coming back. But yeah, so check us out uh, every place I mentioned earlier. And uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.